Hey folks, Ryan and I just wanted to start out the show with a little acknowledgement of the fact that here in the United States, for the past few days, there have been a lot of anti-racist protests against police brutality, mostly spurred on by the murder of George Floyd and the reactions to that, although, of course, this has been an issue for decades, and it's one that we just hope our listeners are aware of, but all of you probably are, because we know we have a lot of leftist listeners who care about these causes. And for those of you who do care, um, I'm going to include a link to the ACLU protest guidelines in the show description for those of you who are going to be participating in those protests. Just make sure you know your rights. And for other folks, either who are participating or who aren't, I'm going to also include a link to some places that you can donate such as bail funds and other ways to support organizations like Black Lives Matter. This episode that's coming up is us talking about Jubilee playing Dungeons and Dragons with a bunch of teenagers. It's not a very political episode. It doesn't have much to do with the state of the world, although it's very true that X-Men stories are often about protesting the cops, protesting authority figures, and that's part of why we care about those stories. So... We're still just going to, you know, leave the episode its normal goofy self, and I'm sure you'll enjoy the distraction, but we also wanted to acknowledge what's going on and encourage you to speak out and participate and donate in whatever way you can. And thanks so much to everybody out there who is fighting the good fight. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. Invent a mystical medieval fantasy alternate universe all about the X Men and play a D and D game starring Jubilee. You know that's not far <laughs> off from like some of the shit I actually work, wrote for Warcraft Valley. I know. Anyway, you've been waiting for it. I Here have. It is. It's Jubilee's fairy tale fucking theater. This is like the episode that people remember as being the reason why they hate jubilee which and still honestly jubilee is not the problem with this episode i'm just gonna float that out there what do you think the problem with the episode is i feel like the okay i feel like the problem is that <sighs> there's a couple things here first of all it's like <laughs> such a like assault on the viewer because this is the first episode where the animation changes and half the voice actors and so uh, it's just like uh, suddenly it goes from I mean, is that that explains some of the questions that I had. I didn't realize half the voice actors had changed. 
I really Oh yeah, don't. I mean Gambit is completely different at this point. But everyone sounds completely different and I thought it was because they were part of Jubilee's weird fantasy, but maybe this means that they're all going to sound really different for the rest no, of the this show. Is, which I is I mean some of them rough. are the same and some of them are doing goofy voices, but really right. it was just kind of like the animation is different, some of the voice actors have changed and so as a viewer, you'd be watching this really gritty X-Men TV show and then suddenly the animation changes and like this is what you see and you're like what the fuck is happening? Right. Like, yeah. you know, and it, uh, the more I watched the animation, the more I could tell that they were trying to like make it look more like Disney's Gargoyles or Batman, the animated series. And I was like, why are they doing this? It just looks I weird. Mean, maybe it's kind of like loopier and like smoother looking. Almost. It looks like N64 polygons sometimes. Yeah, it's, I mean, they're probably using more computer animation to like speed up the process or something. I don't know enough about animation to know, but I feel like that would explain some of the look of it because yeah. it doesn't look the same at no, all. No, it doesn't. It's just like everything's different now. And also we're going into G- Jubilee's D and fanfic which i don't understand why this is happening it's like (sighs) they could have written any filler episode i kind of wonder if there was a story where kitty pride did a sort of tale on the x-men that i just don't remember i don't really remember i mean i'll look it up and see if this is inspired by anything but i don't think it's not it isn't but i I can tell you i mean ryan should not have doubted himself here because he actually remembered this correctly there is a comic book called kitty's fairy tale that came out in 1982 featuring kitty telling a bedtime story to iliana and in that story, Kitty is like a cool pirate version of herself, which is a little bit like what Jubilee does in this story, as we'll hear. And she fights against the Dark Phoenix in the story. The only major similarity that I can see, just based on the synopsis of this, is that Xavier is a wizard in both that story and also the one that Kitty tells. Other than that, the stories are pretty different, except for the fact that it's a character, a young teenage girl character, inventing a story that's got some kind of D&D fantasy elements to it. I'm not going to say that it's not a fun thing to watch. Like, I like oh, the yeah. idea. It's definitely, like, funny as hell. I wish I was hell. high while I watched yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I that was there. my thought when I was at the end. I'm like, we should probably let people know that they should be stoned or, like, inebriated watching this because it's, like, way funnier that way. Yeah, I feel like I would have enjoyed it a lot more if I had not been sober while watching it or at least had, like, come to it. I, I tried to come to it with a really open state of mind because I knew that people made fun of it, but I also really liked Jubilee. So I was like, it's probably not that bad. And I feel like that in some ways ruined it for me because throughout it, I kept being like, this isn't that bad, right? I do like Jubilee and like Logan's a troll and like, that's funny. But then I was like, why am I lying to myself? This is like the dumbest shit I've ever seen. And I feel like I should have just accepted it from the get go. And been okay, like, so no, there's a couple dumb. things. Here. It's not going to be objectively good. It's going to yes. be kind of like so bad. It's good, but it's not, there's nothing redeeming here. Like it's not that kind of thing. I think it's like, playing with that idea of writing characters in sort of a fanfic universe because okay so here was the thing when i was watching this i had a lot of different thoughts i mean i was referencing well you hear what i reference as we go along but i was thinking about okay this is going to be like a, a trudge down memory lane for a second okay, here, but great. i'm ready so I was like, oh, man, this kind of reminds me of that Gino story, Kit the Princess. And so then I tried looking that up and I was like, I couldn't find that anywhere. And it turns out that you had written a story in high school that was just all of us as princes and princesses, but with our what? actual names. There is no Gino story. And we're going to read this on the Patreon because it was like, I don't even remember this. I wrote. Are you sure yes. I wrote this? 
Why? Yeah, it's definitely your style of writing because then I did find <laughs> Kit the Princess, which <laughs> which in turn was a different story that I had written a couple years later. But it was during the era of Ferrix and all of them. So oh, it's like, there's so it's like, like a, serious? I know, it's still pretty goofy because I read like a page of it. I was like, okay, we need to just do like a double whammy of just reading these two stories for our Patreon. Great. So we should do that. But it's, the, it's that kind of concept of like, okay, we're taking take these characters we know and we love and we're just going to splice them into the Renaissance world real quick. Except this is more like, Dungeons and Dragons. It, it is, yeah, because like Jubilee's character is like an elf, and like Logan's a troll, and I, yeah. I don't know. I guess Gambit is like a rogue human. I guess he's human. I don't know. And also, but, like the the setup for this episode is fucking crazy. Like it's just crazy from the get go without like, the even fantasy the, setting. Like, framing device. Yeah, like it's like why is any of this happening? I know we need to like recap it, but I guess there's no previously on. Because nothing yeah, matters. Like this episode, uh, no, there's could nothing happen happening here. The, even the show doesn't even look the same anymore. The it's show just doesn't like, look the same. It, I guess. Okay, so according to Disney Plus, this is the first episode of season five. But well, according yeah, to Disney Plus, season five only has like six episodes. I think Disney Plus might actually. Style. Oh wait, hold on. I need to tell everybody this quickly while we're on here. But everybody has been complaining about the Disney Plus watch list because it's like, why is it not working? Okay, mm -hmm. I figured out how to make it work, and I need to share these details with everyone because either you know this or you don't but i kind of feel like this is crazy Hot tip <laughs> okay so the disney watchlist queue can only contain 50 items in it one at one time so when you're hitting that plus button on the watch list it adds it to the front of your list and the stuff that you had put on there previously goes away but like into a secret queue that you can't see anymore so like once when you start removing stuff from your queue after you've watched it or whatever then that stuff you previously clicked will come back onto your queue so really change the order no it's crazy so i went through it last night on my own and i just or the one for the mutant ages and i i went and i unclicked everything and put on the stuff that i knew that i was going to watch and wanted access to and here's the other thing about it if you want to put like toy story on there or and you want like oh i'm gonna put in toy story one two and three onto my watch list just so i have easy access to them don't do that because what you're supposed to do is just add like one of those movies and when you open it up it then drops down to like every toy story movie in order with their shorts also in order so like I mean, they're acting convenient, but i don't if it's not indicated no it's yeah. not indicated but basically your watch lists are a bunch of categories and like that's what it is and then also also what you want to watch upcoming so Ugh. hot tip it's not explained anywhere i had to figure this out on my own after a year of trying to make disney plus's watch list work so well yeah i it's definitely hard to find the right episode with this show because everything was aired out of order originally and we're trying to watch things in air order and disney is trying to put them in the actual order that they should be uh, in, which like honestly good on disney plus good on disney plus but it does mean that for anybody trying to follow along with this show we've really put you in a bind because it means you don't know what order to watch the episodes in and i'm sorry but we started putting together this show before these episodes were available on disney plus so whatever you know watch watch the episodes in whatever order you want listen to the show in whatever order you want it's all good yeah um, and plus we're almost done with this series before we, we go are. on to so x-men evolution kind of so yeah anyway let's jump into this episode where it opens up with bats flying by and i have to oh my god okay so the, first of all, Jubilee is leading a group of school children through these caves. Okay, this, this setup is crazy, and I'm going to explain why. So she's leading through these caves, and Carl's they're all asking caverns, her questions. I think. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Carl. Ba okay. 
Carl's <laughs> back reference. I shouldn't have skipped ahead because I no, know how No, that's where I'm be. going. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's called <laughs> Carl's back reference, which is in a goofy movie by the way. That's like one of the places they place. visit. Yeah, yes, it's a real it's place a, in New Mexico. Yes, exactly. To which she says they're underneath the, you know, the Xavier Institute in New York. So yes. I was like instantly this is wrong. I was Instantly. so confused by this. Me and too. I stopped and Googled like five times. I, I did too. And then I was like, is she saying that they're in caves that are underneath Xavier's mansion right now? And then the kid pipes up with a fact about Carlsbad Caverns, but he's just saying that fact because he's like, here's a fact about a different cave that we're I not guess? in. I don't know. But, but also, why are why? they in, why are they in the caves under the Xavier Institute? Whose idea also, was this? Also, are they? Because like that after that, I was like, are they maybe just in Carlsbad Caverns and she's talking about different. Ca- but that can't be right. No, because I, she I, says I, they're underneath the, the, the school Xavier Institute. And then so that's then they all get picked up there. Why does it take so long for anyone to rescue them if they're just underneath the fucking school? They all basically. Okay, it's this absurd situation, <laughs> which we're going to get to in a second, in which Xavier was like. Oh, like, we're all going to leave, and I've, like, summoned a bunch of school children here to do a tour of the caverns that are underneath our okay, institute. None like, of that which makes are, like, sense no, at all. No, and it's also wildly we- dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's a version of it that maybe would make sense, would be if they all went to Carlsbad Caverns in New Mexico and Jubilee took them there maybe but why no. would she be there completely alone and there's no actual tour guide there and jubilee is the one doing the tour and like i don't know so basically it's they're crazy in a cave. <laughs> they're like, in a cave starting out and we're like sorry it's not gonna make any fucking sense you could, i mean just smoke now just do just yourself start, a favor just, just go ahead and pack your bowl folks because it's not gonna work so jubilee's giving a tour to a bunch of children this kid named spencer is a know-it-all and he's gonna be like the other main character in the episode for some reason even though we don't know this child and he's never gonna come back again and he keeps interrupting jubilee with stupid facts about caves including carlsbad caverns which are the caves that i guess they're not in and jubilee is like telling him that the caves go underneath all of professor xavier's school so we've got a lot of exploring to do and she's like breaking up little squabbles between the kids and stuff and then a little girl asks her what kind of school professor xavier runs and jubilee's like well it's kind of experimental which suggests that they're not at the school because these kids must not be mutants. They must just be random ass kids because if they were mutants, they would go to the school and they would know what the deal is with the school. I mean, yeah, exactly. So I, I, Jubilee's answer is like basically like, oh, it's a cool school, yeah. basically. And then Spencer's like, I bet you get to do really rad things. And then Jubilee goes, some of us do. And then we and get that's a flashback. That's when we get the flashback. Okay, yeah. this is hilarious because it's like Xavier Gambit and Wolverine getting onto the blackboard and like Jubilee is like why do I have to stay behind and teach these kids that you brought here number one like explain (laughs) that to me yeah and like Xavier's just like well Jubilee if the president hadn't called me because I'm that important I would teach the kids but I can't so bye bitch and then he like leaves that's when Gambit walks in his hair turns into like an N64 fucking polygon I was like what is happening (laughs) Gambit is just like, well, Petite, I can't help with the kids because I'm not patient enough and just like leaves. And it's like, why are Gambit and Logan the two people going to meet the president? Like, I why don't these three know. Characters? I really had a lot of questions about that. Like, why is it Gene <laughs> or even a, Scott there or Storm like or Beast who has like a link take? with the car? I don't, I don't know. 
Where are all those characters? Where the fuck's Rogue? I don't even know. I don't know, but Rogue doesn't need to be in this episode. No one does. This episode no. doesn't need to happen. No, so- it's just stupid. Logan's basically like, how hard could it be, kid? And Jubilee's like, that's not the point. You all get to talk to the president. You all get to go talk to the president while I have to babysit your kids. And then but- meanwhile, the Blackbird is already flying away and they can't hear her anymore. And she's just like screaming after it, like as though <laughs> they're on a car or something. And like, they can't I hear mean, her anymore. Honestly, this is again I, people may be like I find Jubilee annoying but in this entire episode I'm kind of like rooting for Jubilee because it's like why is she left really. with like, this why is she in this position honestly exactly and her being angry is completely legitimate like what the fuck was Xavier thinking so anyway, it goes know. back to the caverns where Jubilee's just silently moping in the quarters and all the kids are like uh, uh. what's happening <laughs> And Jubilee has her great life. She's like, let's go this way. And she's like, there are probably more rocks over there. Like, yeah. But then the cave starts shaking wildly. And there's like a yeah. cave in, basically. And like... Well, also, there's like that line where Jubilee is like, don't worry, this is normal. And I'm like, is it? Is Xavier's Institute constantly experiencing earthquakes? Or is this from like the danger room upstairs? And it's like shaking the ground violently. I mean unclear but jubilee is like it won't last long and i'm just like this is really scary and so then jubilee (laughs) runs off down a passageway and she's like i just have to check something really quick and like the passageway has completely caved in and there's a bunch of rocks blocking their path so now they're like stuck underground and there's a commercial break and then we come back and we see jubilee like using this red mechanical box it's like iphone version 1.0 you know It is. And Spencer is like, is that a SATCOM 2000 digital beeper? Which I Googled just in case it was a you real mean, thing. I did it it's too. Not. And it is not. And it was it's because it's like, well, okay, is that real? Can I have one? Yeah, I thought maybe they were they sold these, but as I far know. as I no. can tell, they didn't. And Jubilee is just like, sure, why not? You know? Yeah. And she's like, I'm telling my friends where to find us when we're done. And Spencer's like, can it get through all these rocks? And Jubilee's like, sure, no problem. Which it turns out she's not lying and it she actually can contact the x-men which is pretty lucky because at this point in the episode i was like i feel like i have no sense of how much danger anyone is actually in in this episode like it seems I mean, really scary honestly, but they were in a really bad situation they were and it gets worse and worse yeah but but i realized over time that jubilee is just putting on a brave face for the kids like at first i yeah, was like too. why is she acting like this like her her mood seems really strange but like in retrospect watching the episode i was like oh it's because she's yeah put, pretending that everything's fine for the sake of the children and that becomes more clear as time goes on yeah and it's it's like that at the beginning too because i remember watching this when i was younger and being like why the fuck is she acting like this like why is she like pretending like this is okay and it's like is it okay and it's like oh it's not okay she's just faking it you know right exactly which makes sense I'm, i'm there for that yeah that's fine she gets all the kids to gather around and she's like until my friends get here i'm gonna tell you a story and then the kids all like shout out different things that they want to be in the story like fighting and monsters and a handsome prince and all that shit and she's like it's about all of that and like just tries to incorporate every single one of those ideas into the story which she makes up on the fly she has to improvise this story i mean like covid19 right now we are learning a lot about how much teachers have to do right here right yeah what this is a little too much like suddenly (laughs) jubilee has to teach a bunch of children while locked underground and they can't leave and she she makes up a story that is not 
good but i was also like she has to make it up as she goes along so with that in mind i guess it's about as good as i could have possibly expected it to i be. mean i kind of enjoy it in the sense that it plays off the a lot of different cartoons and tv shows at that time that did this very specific type of show in the 80s and the 90s like that right. was very Sword much and sorcery. fantasy and yeah. it's very you can guess what's going to happen. I thought up a lot about Slayers when I watched this episode, but Slayers was specifically making fun of this genre. So mm-hmm. well, it's so just is this in a way, and it's kind of from the same time period. Yeah, I it mean, is. Well, okay. So she starts telling the story about the kingdom, which we don't need to recite what she says, but basically, Jean and Scott are a handsome prince and princess. They're and they in live charge. in like yeah, they're the kingdom of Xavier or whatever. Yeah, and they have. This is where it gets instantly it becomes like Legend of Zelda. They're like, there's this great metagric crystal that yeah. is full of great power, but we split it apart so it wouldn't be like taken over by dark evil. And I'm like, oh, okay. So who's who? So Scott, Link, and like Jean is Zelda, Zelda. and Magneto is. Ganondorf? Ganondorf? Okay, but also, why is Magneto the villain in this episode? Like, I was really trying to psychoanalyze Jubilee here and be like, okay, so she loves Xavier. She trusts everything Xavier says because she's been brainwashed. So naturally, she thinks Magneto is the scariest possible person and that he's like mad with power and basically Ganondorf, essentially. But it doesn't. I don't. It doesn't doesn't, doesn't track. But to be fair, like jubilee hasn't had a lot of interaction with magneto i mean has she at all actually I not don't really i don't think so i think she's pretty much only like heard his voice in xavier's bedroom all but the then, time okay so. <laughs> <laughs> okay well i mean that does track that right if she like is being told that he's evil by the news i'm surprised she's not sitting there being like i don't know bolivar trask is fucking yeah. pure evil because he keeps sending robots to kill me or like I don't know. Mr. Sinister? Mr. Sinister. But I feel like Mr. Sinister wouldn't fit the setting. Like, I thought of Mr. Sinister first, and oh, I was like, true. I feel like that makes sense, but I couldn't imagine Mr. Sinister. Would, yeah, in a Mr. Sinister would thing. have to be like, he would, he'd just have to be like a great alchemist or something. Yeah, I guess so. But I feel like Magneto, like, they, there's this painting. Like, as soon as she starts telling the, the, the story, it shows like a picture book opening, like Grimm's Fairy Tales style or whatever, like a Disney movie where there's like a book at the beginning of it, and it's like, here the story of Magnus the Malevolent and it like shows a painting of Magneto but like instead of his normal costume he's wearing like a Ren Faire version of the costume and like he doesn't actually wear that costume when we meet him later in the story <laughs> but that doesn't really matter the point is that everybody's wearing Ren Faire outfits so Magneto already got one half of the Triforce and he's trying to get the other half of it and as soon as he gets it he's going to conquer everything and then we cut over to Gambit, who's also wearing a Renfair outfit, and he looks kind of like... Everybody is. I don't know, not Robin Hood, because Jubilee is clearly the Robin Hood later on, but well, like, no, he's, he's got kind I, of that I vibe. I think he's supposed to be like that... Uh, okay, like, whenever you watch a fantasy tv show or whatever there's always like the thief character so they've always got yeah, like a cloak and like a knife yeah. and they're always wearing yeah it's that that's what he's wearing yeah and he's wearing like a tunic and stuff i mean all of this is not accurate to any specific time period like it's just accurate to like a D book like it's not yeah it's that's not exactly on anything at all so i like, guess in i guess in the zelda universe he's naburu yeah <laughs> Okay, also, the Zelda go. universe matters here. Um, so yeah, then a bunch of knights, a.k.a. Moblins, 
friends show up and they're all wearing Magneto helmets and they say, well, no, they're just which... hollow, right? They're just hollow knights. Yeah. I mean, it's not explained what the fuck they are at any point in time. And then eventually Magneto doesn't even know what they I are. Know. It's like, uh, wait, didn't you make them? Like yeah. what? Why doesn't he know what they are? So like, I <laughs> thought that it was supposed to be like in this version of the world, Magneto is a wizard. And so he like enchanted the metal knights to do his bidding. So they're just like enchanted suits of armor. Say anything. Well, they do. They, they don't shout explain Holt anything. 60 times. No, I mean, they don't. Okay. They don't explain where they're from, you no. know? Well, they don't, but they're wearing Magneto helmets. So I was like, oh, they're Magneto's forces. And like, he's a yeah. bad guy in this. So like, I got that at least, but you're right. No one told me that. Like, I would have had no way of knowing that except for the <laughs> fact that they're wearing Magneto helmets and they're screaming Halt at Gambit. Oh, they do also say by order of Magnus the Magnificent. So I guess we know that Mag- Magneto sent them. Sure. Fine. Right. Whatever. Sure. Um, and so then Gambit is like, sorry, this thief, he don't follow orders. He just run. And then he runs away. He runs into a wagon of hay with a bunch of peasants driving it. One of the peasants looked kind of like Longshot. And I was like, is that guy supposed to be Longshot? Oh, I, I thought he looked. No, he looked more like, I don't know what his name from the Gambit origin episode oh, bobby yeah, the, i the think that's what he guy? looked like to me well, but i don't no think it's any really. of those i don't characters. think he's actually supposed to be either of those characters i just kept waiting for the these three characters to like turn out to be somebody because they're like in the next scene for a surprisingly long time but they aren't anyone they're just I like know. well there's another moment peasants. in here later on where like a dude shifts out of a mouse and i was like oh is it mystique but it's just a dude that we see for like You're a right. second well, who the fuck was that guy <laughs> What? I just remember that guy right now. We'll, as you we'll said get that. there. There's like a lot of stuff. So anyway, so Gambit's asking these peasants to hide him because otherwise the rebellion will be doomed. Yeah, I'm assuming the rebellion's which a against rebellion, Magneto, but we don't find out what the rebellion's about. No. See, this is what I mean. I, okay, so first of all, it's a hilarious. It, this I would love to see more of this universe just to understand. I wonder if they were going to do more of it. Like, I wonder if they were like, maybe this will be wildly oh popular God. and people will Can want, you imagine like, a if they did like a new season six of X-Men the Animated Series for what Disney Plus? And there's a no, but there's like one episode called Jubilee's Fairy Tale Theater Part Two. And it's like all the kids came back, but now they're adults because it's been like 30 fucking years. And it's like Spencer, but he's like 35 and he's like, I've written the full compendium. Of <laughs> he says as annoying as Janet from uh, the Magic School Bus. Yeah. Okay. What if they reboot X-Men the Animated Series like in 2020 and it's just Jubilee's Fairy Tale Theater like the people finally want like everybody thinks it's going to be the <laughs> rebooted version of the Only show. Only if it's like Slayers you know and everybody like I don't know no who's Gower who's that? Lena. <laughs> okay it's pretty obvious that Lena and Gowrie are Logan and Jubilee. I don't really think that fully works but I feel well, like that's like kind of the vibe that they're going for here. Well, with, if, like, if they if they if it wasn't Jubilee I'd say Lena could be Jean and that way Naga could be Jean Emma Frost. Really in this episode though so like no gene gene has a moment in here that also makes me laugh let's move forward so <laughs> the by okay so first of all they hear fireworks and shit and they're mm-hmm. like uh what's happening because the knights have now approached them and they're like we're gonna kill the shit out of these peasants for yeah. helping this pez this thief run away but that's when they hear the fireworks and mm-hmm. they're like could it really be her and the magneto knight is like she does not exist she's, she's a, a tale peasant yeah she's a she's a legend that t- peasants tell to make themselves fi- feel safe and gambit's like if she don't exist why are you so nervous mon ami well except it's like gambit's new voice and it's a lot of like she don't exist why are you so nervous mon ami it's like a very strange gambit like his voice is just different now yeah he sounds more like he has an actual french accent as opposed to like 
the Louisiana accent he's supposed to have, the Cajun accent he's supposed to have. I don't yeah. know. I There were a few times when I just thought that that was intentional, like because it's medieval. So I was like, oh, is he like supposed to be from France? But it doesn't fucking matter, honestly. No, it doesn't. I shouldn't have questioned so many things in this episode. I should have just gone with the flow on it. So then Jubilee's standing in a tree, shooting fireworks at everybody. And she looks kind of like Tinkerbell across with Robin Hood in terms of what her outfit is or like Peter Pan or whatever. And so then she leaps down and she's like, that's all Commander Magnus gets to do today. And the peasants are like, it's her. She's real. The one they call Jubilee. And then we go back over to the cave and Spencer is like, how come you get to be the hero? And Jubilee's like, because it's my story. And Spencer's like, but that's cheating, which like, okay, it doesn't matter, dude. Tell your own story. It doesn't matter. Meanwhile, Jubilee is like turning to the camera, winking at it. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's another cave in. The kids get really freaked out. Jubilee's like, caves always well, do stuff like this. Well, it's like an like earthquake. Yeah. I know. And then she quickly distracts the kids again by being like, don't you want to know what happens in the story? And all the kids are like ridiculously excited about this story. This is I probably mean, the least realistic thing about it is that the kids <laughs> yeah. like are hanging on every fucking word of this story. They're like, I can't wait to find out. So there's more fight scenes in the story. The Magneto Knights shoot a bunch of lightning at Jubilee and she swings around and destroys them one by one at one point she like shoots a blast out of her fingertip like it's a finger gun and then she blows it out which is I thought that was really cool, cool honestly yeah and it would be like a fun gif like the gif of her blowing it out except that unfortunately it's like Peter Pan elf Jubilee as opposed to the actual Jubilee so if you actually use that gif ever people would be like what the fuck is this from but hey <laughs> it'd be a cool gif um so then Gambit gets out of the grasp of one of the night guys where or I was like, like, yeah, why, like why did it take you so long to do that gambit? And then who should show up but Logan the troll, although he really looks more like AKA an orc. Shrek. It's Michael Myers playing Logan. It, it's it's the new voice actor for Logan, Mike Myers, and <laughs> he fights also and there's just more fighting and then the peasants are like what the fuck is with this green guy and logan's all mad at them and jubilee's like this is logan my right hand troll he may look disgusting but his heart is brave and true <laughs> and logan's just like growling i yeah. know also like what does she think that logan looks disgusting in real life i don't know maybe maybe she I does you could be right that's I, like a weird thing maybe she's like yeah, he's just kind of like <laughs> a dirty man that's like yeah, carrying and, and like hairy rolling and around like in the grass. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I guess he's not really Jubilee's type based on what little we know about what Jubilee's type is, which I guess is Nobody like knows. long shot. I think, I think Jubilee is gay, honestly. <laughs> Or doesn't have any type at all. Those are the only two options. Um, Well, she's definitely not straight. So there's that. Yeah. So Jubilee asks Gambit why the Magneto Knights were following him. And he's like, have you ever heard of the McTaggart crystal? And everybody gasps. Jubilee's like, do you have it? And Gambit's like, of course. And then he says this weird line where he's like, I could show you so many things. And is like clearly flirting with her until Logan gets between them. And I was like... Does this mean that Jubilee like kind of has a crush on Gambit and so like in her fantasy world Gambit flirts with not. her? I don't know how else to interpret that though. And like this version of Jubilee on the TV show, I feel like it kind of fits because like I, uh, she does well, get sure, crushes on you're, people. You're probably right, but I think here's another little thing I picked up on here is that she's like Jubilee, like, can you show it to me? And there's like this glint of like I want to see it, like very leading and She's like, can I see the treasure? I need to see it. Right. Again, it's like, sure, but like, you want to blow me for it? So like, I think you're right, but I think it's sort of 
they don't talk, talk about it on this TV show, but like Jubilee used to like live on the streets and she used to steal shit and she like right. used to collect shit. She would steal like even when she was living in the walls of the Xavier, well, not the Xavier Institute, but like their little Australian outback house, mm-hmm. you know, she was collecting shit because like she liked collecting things and stealing things. And so I think maybe what we can read into here, if like you had the background to know is that she's like, I don't know. She's also a thief. She's also a thief, but she's also like turned on a little bit by somebody who's like a master thief. Like, yeah, but like she looks up to him in a weird kind of way. And Gambit being Gambit is just willing to like take advantage of that. And I think she recognizes that, but I don't think Jubilee is necessarily attracted to her. That's, that was the reading I got. Yeah. I, I think, I don't think Jubilee is into it necessarily, but I'm also like Jubilee's the one who wrote this story and is telling it. So it's like her perception of the kind of guy Gambit is, is like the kind which of guy who hit on wrong, her honestly. version of herself, which is yeah. kind of like fan fiction where you're the original character in it and everyone thinks you're really awesome and hot. This is basically the kind of fan fiction that Jubilee is writing about herself. And that seems right. fine. So Logan gets between them and he's like, watch it, bub, just answer the question and gambit's like mon ami we're friends no come i take you both to the crystal and then there's like a shot of them walking through the woods and gambit it's is like, like a haunted forest yeah it all looks very she-ra also like all yeah that's what i literally thought the same thing at that point it's like, like the okay, original she-ra and Hina, yeah. not the new one although i guess the new one has some cool enchanted forests too but that's not really the vibe this is, this is uh, no more it's like not this is this is more school. like they're going into Ca- Castle Glory School, or like, okay, so basically Gambit is saying that he gave, he was sent by Magnus to get like that one of the halves of the Metagor Triforce, whatever. Yeah. He'd given him a had given him a half, but it's like the fake one. Like he gave him a fake out, and he kept the real one. Yeah, but he doesn't want it anymore, and so he's taking them to the Cave of Wonders, basically, <laughs> to go get it. And looking at that point is like, uh how did you get away from all this? And like, and like, it's like, don't worry about it. Yeah. And I don't think that's ever explained by the way. So like, I think later on it's, there's like a moment where Logan screams, it was a setup. And I think Gambit did set them up, but also was immediately like, gotta be killed by Magneto. So I don't know. So they go into the cave of wonders. It, it looks like somebody's face and they're going inside and Gambit's like, Oh yeah, this is where the guild of thieves have come in and they've all died. Here's their bones. And then it becomes like a Skyrim cave. And it's like, you're like going through people's like corpses to take their shit, you know? Yeah, I couldn't figure out how the skeletons died though. Like they were all sitting next to like this lever, but then when Gambit pulled it, nothing bad happened and the door just opened. And it was like, are these skeletons all just like idiots? Like they couldn't figure out how to pull they the lever? They just sat down and got bored and they're like, there's nothing. Well, okay, I don't know. Who knows? So, I'm sure there was supposed to be like some cool Indiana Jones trap there that they just didn't bother to animate and they were instead like, no, Gambit's going to know the secret way to open the door that isn't going to cause I Whatever feel like is. this is like when you're playing like an MMORPG and like you're going on a quest and you're like running and you're like, oh, I have to hit the lever, but the lever's already been hit by somebody. So you're just like trailing behind a bunch of people that had already done the mission and collecting the shit without actually having to do the mission or the quest. Yeah, that's what that's it feels basically like. What it is. So they walk in and there's like a bunch of gold and everything like that. Yeah, Gambit and pushes Aladdin out of the way. 
way a lamp just like curdles out into the abyss somewhere by the way Sabretooth is just walking around in the background blatantly like being Sabretooth <laughs> but nobody has like noticed yet or Jubilee's trying it. on a crown and she's like I can't get used to that life yeah uh, turns out the Metagra crystal is right there it's like right fucking there it's like not even in a box it's just like floating on top of some gold well I mean Gambit put it there right didn't he put it yeah. in this room just to be like I don't know uh, this is the safest place in the world this room full of junk that I've like <laughs> put, put a lever in front of and nobody can get in um, <laughs> yeah the lever that has no trap attached to it yeah but apparently it does we just don't know what the trap is so anyway Gambit doesn't have a good storage technique here he just leaves his crystals lying around so he picks it up and he's like maybe it's not so good for a thief to say this but I'm happy to get rid of it and then Sabretooth strolls in with a couple of Magneto Knights and he's like then you'll thank me for taking the crystal and your worthless lives and he sounds completely different here and I I think his voice actor also voice changed actor, or I the voice know. actor's doing a totally different thing I don't know but he I, doesn't I sound like either. Sabretooth at all to me he sounds like a completely different guy so then so there's the like another cave, earthquake by the way there's another earthquake the kids are like incredibly annoyed that Jubilee isn't continuing the story and Jubilee's like hold on a second let me just go check and make sure everything's okay so she runs off up the passageway and this time there's a bunch of water leaking in which I don't even know where it's coming from at all and yeah so where explained what did they how did they get in there and like I don't know. what happened did a lake just like deteriorate into this cave they're probably okay this one is probably a real thing where like in some caverns it just suddenly floods uh, that's underneath the lake they I mean, probably went underneath terrifying like a dam burst somewhere up above well them. okay so here's the thing is that the xavier institute sits on a giant lake that right. is like their property so at this point we just have to assume that they're underneath that and i guess at some point in the catacombs underneath it the earth just finally gave out from the weight of the water and crashed on through. I mean, that's a little bit concerning. I guess Colossus didn't do a good job of rebuilding the mansion. Womp, womp, uh, he didn't womp. have to rebuild the lake. He just <laughs> rebuilt the mansion, right? Yeah, but isn't the mansion what's caving into these caves and like destroying I mean, that's everything? True. Like, I mean, what's what probably the happening? X-Men aren't there because they're probably in the danger of like setting off this earthquake for like no shooting reason? a bunch of shit. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Or Storm's having a freak out. Nobody knows. Yeah. So the kids are like, is everything okay? Okay. And she's like, uh, it's fine. We just need to go further into the cave. <laughs> we're going to go uphill because like it makes it easier for our friends to find us. Yeah. And they like narrowly escape the dam burst of the dam. These rocks blowing apart and water just filling the room and just yeah. making their exit completely inaccessible. Yeah. And they go to this other and room. So Jubilee just has them keep moving and the kids are none the wiser of any of this. And Jubilee's like, this chamber's my favorite. Hang loose for a sec and then like runs back and sees the previous room is just full of water. And she just goes, man, I can't catch a break today. And also, she, do you remember when we used to say hang loose? Yeah. I mean, Jubilee is always out here with the 90s slang terms like hang loose for a sec, which people I know she just, just like surfs on again. by. She gets her surfboard. She's like, gotta go surfing in this cave. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then she uses her powers to cause another cave in, which prevents even more water from coming in. Although for how long? No one can say. Well, she doesn't know, and we don't find out, so it doesn't yeah. really matter. So I guess whatever she did there actually works. I think so, because in the end, they are obviously safe. Everybody survives, nobody dies. Uh, so she goes back to the kids, and the kids are like, what happened in the cave? And Jubilee's like, the cave? And the kids are like, in the story, Miss Lee. And she's like, oh, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> the mighty warrior Jubilee and her followers were outnumbered, and then it shows like 
orc logan who's like what do we do now lady which i feel like definitely part of jubilee's fantasy is logan asking her what to do like jubilee is the boss in every interaction and logan is the one who's like what do we do next every time Um, well to be fair i think like all of jubilee's little teenage girl sidekicks are the people who are in charge and i think logan like trains them and then he like as his sidekick and then he always becomes the sidekick like he's definitely the sidekick to like kitty pride once when kitty like steps up into a leadership role well yeah but in this version of the show she's not doing yeah. any of that i'm just saying that's no. her fantasy here is that she's like not no that's true i mean like literally an adult so she's imagining we are in she'll get jubilee's final fantasy <laughs> anyway uh jubilee is just casually throwing the crystal up and down in the air like it's a softball which i thought that was gonna matter in some way that she keeps throwing it in the air and catching it it doesn't it's just no she's just being like annoying to this saber tooth yeah and she's like don't worry getting out of tough spots is what i do and then she like fights saber tooth i was i guess saber tooth can't fight though he just kind of like leaps at her a bunch she does a million backflips and this version of Sabretooth is just like I can't do anything yeah and then Jubilee's all like ah did I upset the little kitty cat which that was so Lena inverse to me like this just jumping around an enemy and be like mocking them endlessly is so Lena and then Sabretooth's like I'm gonna rip you apart and Jubilee's like I'm waiting. Still very lean inverse. I don't think anybody here who's listening to our show even understands what I'm referencing here, but it's from this anime. Maybe Todd does. It's an anime from like the 80s and the 90s, and -hmm. they did a run in like the early 2010s too, but uh, it's a parodies Dungeons and Dragons. It's honestly absolutely fantastic, and you should go watch it. Yeah. Um, So Jubilee is basically just killing Sabretooth by punching him in the face, which, boy, is that a (laughs) fantasy. I mean, I wish that's how it worked in real life. That works for some reason and then logan and jubilee and gambit run out the door again for some reason logan is like what do we do with the saber tooth and jubilee goes we'll come back for him someday and i, I like how like, logan asked that too yeah, he's like he's like, like logan, because what? that's like a womp womp he's like what do we do about the saber tooth and like we're like okay logan do you want to fuck him is yeah, that what like, you're why? asking here i didn't know how else i could interpret that but i guess it's supposed to just be a callback to the fact that logan would naturally be obsessed with saber tooth but in this version of the world it's like who knows what he really cares about. Um, And then there's a shot of Logan, but it isn't animated with his mouth moving. It's just like the voice actor talking and he goes, we've got the trinket, but what do we do with it? And then (laughs) he goes, I guess we've got a point there. And then who should show up but Xavier, Xavier the wizard. Yeah, he like, uh, his head, well, first an orb like flies on over and then it turns into Xavier's head and Jubilee's all like, it's Xavier, the all-knowing. I'm just like, oh, fuck off. (laughs) Yeah, and then Xavier's just there to deliver a bunch of freaking exposition that we need, apparently. But not before Logan is like, he says, they say he's the one wizard that even Magnus can't get his hands on, which like, sure, that's the only exposition we're going to get about why Xavier's here what he's doing but really he's just there to tell us about the crystal so that we know some information and then he's going to disappear for the entire rest of the episode is it the dark crystal it may as well be that's about how powerful and important it is so he says to jubilee you are the key to the power of the crystal 
Your own light of goodness will activate the gem, but not until the two half pieces are joined. Then and then only will you have the secret of destroying Magnus. And then he like blips away. And I sort of interpreted this as again, like Jubilee's fantasy. Jubilee thinking that she's like a good person. Well, thinking she's a good person, but also sort of imagining herself as being similar to the X-Men. And so like in this case, I think she's thinking of like the Emkron crystal and like that whole shebang where like Jean Grey was chosen by a really special powerful crystal and like she got to defend the universe and be really important and so oh, Jubilee that's really, I didn't even think about that that makes Jubilee's sense Jubilee's like imagining her version of that where she's like well what if there was a special crystal that I was chosen to use right, yeah, when I and touch like, it it activates you right know? yeah so that's this is like her fan fiction version of that and so then Logan's like that's great all we've got to do to get the other half of the crystals waltz right into Magnus's fortress not this troll and Jubilee's okay. like, <laughs> Logan, we have no choice. It's mortally dangerous, but it's what heroes do. And Logan just immediately bends over and is like, all right, let's go. And it's like, I know, I love it. And they're like, no one will know. But then we see a rat in this tree. And it's like, it runs down the tree and then morphs into like this man. And he's like, we'll see about that. (laughs) We never see him again. I was like, I wrote it down. Clearly, this guy is going to come back. He's not. He doesn't. We never see him again. He's not even Mystique or even like Mastermind. Like, I could have bought. He's no one. I would have bought either of those. But for some reason, he's just not. Either just of those characters. Guy. I guess Jubilee didn't meet either of them. Maybe. Okay. Uh, maybe to be fair, Jubilee has not been on like half these missions that were like, why doesn't she know these characters? And now I'm thinking about it. They didn't let her do anything on this show. I know. I know. Why? How does she even know who Sabretooth is? She probably just knows him from like Wolverine. Well, no. Sabretooth has. Okay. No. Sabretooth was there at the very beginning of the show and he was on lockdown and Jubilee was watching over him and he tricked her into thinking that he like right. was becoming nicer. Yeah. yeah. So she does know who Sabretooth is. Well, and also they've brought him into the mansion like several times and logan's but like, yeah I know so he's that here. makes sense yeah jubilee's but, always like uh don't tell logan that he's here you right. know yeah so she knows some stuff but and i and i kind of get why she would know who magneto is but i guess she wouldn't know who anybody else is or at least they would have done their true. best to avoid it so anyway this guy doesn't fucking matter i think maybe this guy is the one who sets them up i'm realizing now not that it's explained at all but yeah, like I, oh no i just realized that too and it's not gambit it's like this guy that we never see again guy i don't know this whole scene is like Legend of Zelda, a link to the past because they're like break. First of all, they're breaking into Castlevania, but they're like, how do we get in? And they like kill some knights and like get around them. And then like Gambit removes some bushes to reveal a secret staircase. And yeah, I'm just thinking so of the opening Zelda. of that game. I know I was just like, oh, this is like that, that moment when that link cuts a bush and goes down to the staircase and yeah. finds somebody's like exactly dad dying like or his dad dying something or his uncle i can't remember what it was it's it's one of those two things like i think it's, i think it's his uncle but it's kind of like that but there's no there's no there's no uncle down there instead so they go into this fairly empty castle it kind of looks like the koopa castle from the cartoon yeah a lot of it looks kind of like the zelda cartoon i mean the whole vibe of this episode really is similar to that like down to jubilee's massive elf ears which are very like i I know highly in, in nature it is 
But then Logan pins Gambit to the wall super sexually. And he's like, how come you know so much about this place? And Gambit just like winks and licks his lips. He's like, it's my job. And it's like, is it his job? What is his job? No, I, but I, mean, I don't know. His job to is steal? to be a master I don't know. thief. So I guess it's his job, quote unquote, to know everything about the ins and outs of Magnus's castle. Sure. I guess. Well, anyway, so it doesn't matter because then immediately Gambit leads them over to this massive door with Magneto's face on it. And he yes. like pulls out the boss key and he's like, all right, here we go. Yeah. And they <laughs> open it and everybody's like, this has been too easy so far. And then there's the crystal, which is being held in like a huge statue of, I think, Magneto or just some random yeah, it's, guy. I no, don't it's, know. it's him, but it's set up like that Dungeons and Dragons poster with that big statue thing that's holding the crystal in his hand. I, I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. It's like one of the very early handbooks. I've yeah. never actually played Dungeons and Dragons. I just know the art. I mean, that is all you have to know to understand this episode, honestly, is the art. That's true, honestly. That's all that anybody who made this episode looked at. Okay, well, everything's about to be like batshit crazy. This is part when I start losing it and start laughing so hard. So like, they go inside <laughs> and Gambit gives Jubilee the other half of the crystal from off that yeah, statue. Yeah, he grabs it. And then... Yeah, and then all the knights waltz in. There's not a lot of them. There's like maybe five, and they've had previously wiped out like a shitload of them, and they're like, we can't fight at any of these. Yeah, Logan, this is when Logan yells, we've been set up, and he gets knocked down immediately, <laughs> but I think he's knocked yeah, down okay, by Magneto. No, that was really funny. Yeah. No, he's not. It's like Logan and Gambit scream, we've been set up, and then they immediately get on their all fours and just wait for the robots to come fuck them, uh, I yeah, guess. And I don't Magneto, who know. floats in from like a window up yeah, high. Yeah, uh, he does. He's like this sexy <laughs> i don't know wizard man yeah. i don't and know he and he kind of floats in. down his like shirts blowing open and he's like laughing and i don't know like, julie's just annoyed a game, my little brigand but the final hand is always mine this guy sounds like magneto's voice actor by the way i think it's the same guy it sounds like one of them i know okay but this is funny though because magneto grabs the crystals yeah oh no okay <laughs> he grabs the crystals he's like see how they pulsate even in the dim light of my sex dungeon imagine the power trapped within ready to be unlocked and burst at the tip from the sanctuaries of their slumber yeah and then he summons a platform just to put the two like, gems on the floor i don't know like i don't even know how he did that it's not metal so well, I, I don't, don't know. know but he's a wizard in this i guess and he doesn't have metal powers i don't know no he does though because then he turns into a magnet uh, look i don't i can't fucking explain that part and we aren't there yet so then he turns to uh, no, Julie and he goes and you my dear are the key <laughs> restore the shard and i may even let you survive and then he like tries to stroke her face and she like turns her face away and magneto's like I expected as much. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Do good to threaten you? No, you- <laughs> I can't. This is why I fucking lost it. He's like, he goes to threaten Logan yeah. by like summoning a shitload of cum out it's of the like ground. It's like a cum octopus that like encircles Logan in its tentacles. <laughs> but I was like, I watched this and after him saying this whole thing about the crystal pulsating, I was like, how are you not supposed to interpret this as something super sexual? Like this weird white liquid is like getting stuck to Logan and splashing on and him. Like, and I was like, casing what? And then also Logan calls Jubilee his mistress while he's like writhing in pain, which I was like, this and, like, is like covered weird. in cum. It was like, what the fuck is happening? I, <laughs> I, like well, I mean, okay, honestly, <laughs> in terms of Jubilee seeing the world as Logan and Gabbett constantly being like taken and being fucked and cum going everywhere is kind of accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is accurate. It's also like clearly what Jubilee's been growing up around. Like these are the fans. She's, <laughs> she's like, she's like, it's fine. Oh my god! Can you imagine being sense. a teacher or being around the X Men and they're like, yeah, magic comes a thing. Yeah, it's fine. And, and like, by also- the way, Logan's <laughs> fallen down. 
he's just like he's in this tone where he's like it's not even as if he's asking to be helped he's like he's like oh no i've been caught he's like please fuck me magnus you know it's like he's like oh no it's but like also, okay Gambit is useless so like both of them are just immediately like oh no it's magneto we have to suddenly okay well in terms of okay i guess jubilee got that right because whenever they go on a mission the two of them are always being like turned into damsels in distress and jubilee or some one of the women have to go right fight, and in this like, version it them, is so. jubilee who gets to be like the strong yeah. woman who steps up to the plate so clearly she has been paying enough attention to how x-men missions usually go to know the role that she gets to play. Uh, I don't know. So then <laughs> Wait, but she turns to Magnus and she's like, you want power, Magnus? Okay, you're going to get it. And then she shoots a firework at him and at the gems and then the gems combine yeah. into one gem and then Magnet turns to destroy his own men, which is this really weird... Okay, no, the, one, the knights walk in and Magneto <laughs> literally says, you have all been loyal, whatever, whatever you, you are. are. And I'm like, what? Did you create them? Because they're hollow bodies of armor. Yeah. Like, what? What? And he's like, but your services are no longer required. And he just like destroys them. And then Jubilee points at Logan and is like, let him go now. And then Magnus okay, then, uh, is like... He's like still stuck in cum, by the way. Yeah, Logan is. And then Magnus is like, why yeah. would I do that, you pathetic, silly girl? You always claim that getting out of tight spots is what you do. So get out of this one. And then Jubilee whines for a second and then turns around and is like, okay, and starts shooting a bunch of fireworks at Magnus. And then Magnus is like, all you're doing is making me stronger because I guess the way the magical gems work is that they make you stronger, question mark. And, then, and I guess whenever you get hit by other magic, you get even stronger. And so his, and then Jubilee I don't know. He's is like, like, that's just what I had in mind, oh, master of metal. And then suddenly Magnus becomes a huge magnet and all the metal yeah. in the room starts flying at him and like getting absorbed into him and then he like collapses and it's i don't know why okay oh no this is this is when i couldn't even deal because all the cum that's on logan flies rips off of him and flies over and splooshes all over magneto with this big blooping sound and i fucking lost my shit i couldn't i just couldn't i rewound it ever watched it like seven times it is the funniest shit it definitely looks like cum and it's like why? It's like Magneto's come. Why? I don't know, but I like this idea that Magneto's come is also full of metal. Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> so it's also being attracted. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. In my notes, oh my god, in my notes, I forgot this. After the, it says the come is pulled off Logan and lands on Magneto and makes a big blooping sound, and I am losing my shit. Next note, hold on, I need to record this and send it to Todd you and Maddie. Did do that. Next note, okay, now I am putting it on my Twitter. Next note, I can't believe this is in here. Next note, I can't stop laughing. Next note, hold on, I have to watch it again. Next note, I'm still laughing and cackling like a hyena. Okay, so that's like how many times I watched this fucking thing. I couldn't, it is like the most sexual animation that has been on this show it's, and it is so funny it's just like this magic cum that's flying around the room i don't cum. even know i like this headcanon where magneto's cum has metal in it because like sure yeah me too you know? i mean i guess it checks out I right guess so i guess it does <laughs> i i don't i don't know what this episode is but anyway we're not done with it yet so there's an explosion no. in both the medieval time and also it turns out reality and yep. the explosion in reality is that Logan and Cyclops and Gambit have blown up the side of the cave wall, or I guess Cyclops has, and Logan well, and Gambit we, are we just don't also know. We just have there. to assume. 
I think it's Cyclops because Gambit doesn't even get a credit for anything at the end of this. Well, I don't think he should. I don't think he did anything. I think he just stood I don't think there. he did either. Also, now Gambit has, like, long hair, I think. Like, he doesn't look the same. Like, nobody I does. I mean, he's always had long but hair. But it's, like, but really we long just hair. I don't know. Whatever. It's Well, fine. that's true. Well, because they're all wearing, like... I was like, what the fuck are any of them yeah, wearing? Yeah, they basically like, just what look, like, are completely they wearing? different people. Like, Logan's hair is, like, shorter and different. Like, everybody just looks I don't know. Different. It's, like, it's when the... I don't know. I guess it's when fashion changed in the 90s and so they had to reflect no, that in the show. No, it's the animation changing. <laughs> so, okay, wait. So anyway, Jubilee's like, oh, you have a great sense of timing. And this Lego looks at a kid. He's like, hi, kid. And he's about to tell him that he's Wolverine. Yeah. His secret code. Like, why, why was he going to do I that? he was going to say, I'm Logan? Like, I don't know, but the kid interrupts him and shouts, Logan, the troll. Which, like, why would the child I don't even, recognize How would he do that? And also, people, as... Logan's just like, what the actual fuck what so like did jubilee describe logan in like extreme detail and then be like that's a troll he has i mean if she was like he's this guy i know he's very hairy and his hair has two points that is like makes him look like the devil and he's the only person in the entire planet that looks like this Huge yeah. button chops, tons of chest hair. He's really short. Anyway, he's a troll. Yeah, he kind of looks like Lumberjack Elvis a little yeah. bit. So that is enough to get this kid to yell at Logan that he's a troll. And Logan just like stands there being like, what the fuck is Logan's going just like, on? I don't know. He's like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. So then it goes back to the school and Jubilee's bringing all the kids hot cocoa. And they're just like cheering. And Jean's standing there. There's like massive 90s mom yep. jeans. And she's like, it's weird, Professor. Oh, my God. The animation here was, like, killing me. Because, like, Xavier's face. Whenever Xavier turns his face, his eyebrows, like, go off his face. And his, like, smile gets, like, wider. He just looks way creepier than he even did before. He just says, we just intensified Professor Xavier's creepy vibe. Anyway, so Jean is just like, it's weird, Professor. I don't sense the kind of fear that kids would suffer from this kind of trauma. And that's when, like, the school bus shows up. And they're like... Oh, but we don't want to leave one if we want to finish hearing the story, which I'm just like, I'm like, who took a field trip to Xavier's mansion? Yeah, it's like, like not why? Like, what? like also like, why would Xavier invite all these people? It's like when all the kids came running in during Halloween, I was like, did they turn off the defense system? Apparently. Like, what? And, uh, maybe he has to do also, this like as these caves are really to, fucking dangerous and I don't think Xavier should let anyone go into them at all. I mean, Ever clearly, again. I mean, well, honestly, Xavier didn't want to anyway. I think Xavier was just like, well, the caves will probably fall on them, but I'll just be seeing the president and they'll be like, whoopsie, didn't know it was dangerous down there, but I was seeing the president, you know? <laughs> it's like, insane actually okay so, wait also nobody there's not a single child questioning why xavier's in a floating chair well i guess it's because it's like futuristic technology developed by beast or something i don't know how xavier's floating chair works actually that's like a, a whole well neither, neither do i but it, there's no other floating chair in this cartoon series so like these kids are just like we're not going to question the floating chair but maybe they know who professor xavier is and that he's a mutant like maybe they do know that or do they not know that oh yeah because xavier is a public mutant so why would anyone be sending their kids there i don't even understand maybe he has to do this to like uphold his credentials as an academy but doesn't and he, he not make it public that the school is a school for mutants like isn't that not something that he does like isn't it like hidden i like, don't what know the well, it says the gifted youngsters everywhere which if you know xavier's a mutant that's just code for you're a mutant i mean like yeah I don't know. Well, anyway, so Jubilee says the kingdom was restored and everyone was pretty happy. So it cuts to like this festival, the castle and Cyclops is like, they love you for who you are, Jubilee. And then Jean turns around and neighs like a fucking horse. Yeah, she's like, ah, ha, 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 
she's like, she's like no, supposed I don't know. to be a horse. She's supposed to be a beautiful princess. I know. And for some reason, the voice actress is just like doing a funny voice here where she's like, they shall love you even more as a princess. Of course, you'll have to learn how to dress, how to yeah. speak. Yeah, and Zayclops like, is, is like, also you have to do schoolwork, you know, something yeah. like that. And Jeep is like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, Jubilee just like quietly sneaks away, which is a pretty funny animation of Jubilee just like backing up away from them. And then like she takes off her dress and she's wearing her Peter Pan outfit underneath it. And then she like runs off with Logan and Gambit, who also in the background were taking off their fancy clothes. They're and just all getting naked in the back of this party. They are all getting naked in the background of this like peasant celebration of Jubilee and her I don't heroics. know. It's like and Logan and Gambit are naked. They're like, oh, it's not that kind of party. <laughs> Yeah. And so then Logan turns to Jubilee and he's like, you're sure that you're okay with giving all of this up? And Jubilee goes, sure. And does a million backflips. And then she's like, maybe I'll be a princess later. But for now, there's still lots of adventures to have in this world. And then she like leads all the kids to the bus outside. And they're all like, can we please come back and hear a story again sometime, Miss Lee? And they all like scream that they can't wait to come back. And Jubilee's like, (laughs) sure. Who are these children? I don't know. And also they can never come back here. So then Jubilee walks out and she's like jubilee did those children know how much danger they were in that's gene who said that he's a jubilee yeah sorry gene comes out and says that and so then jubilee's like what danger we all knew we were going to be saved by a one-eyed prince a yellow troll and the fearless jubilee gotta go wash up and then she kisses logan on the cheek and runs inside and xavier's like you know i think our young lady has always been ready for all the adventures to have in this world fuck you xavier ready for her and i was just like xavier you're the one who keeps on being like you're not ready to do anything you're not around to do, you can't you can't leave randomly that. sending jubilee into these extreme life-threatening situations including the one she was just okay but all this is like <laughs> absurd it's like, like what? what xavier i just like fuck you xavier you're an asshole he's like pretending he's like i've said all along that she's been ready for everything it's like no you're the only one that's like you have to stay behind because you're not ready for this and you're just a child and now you're being like i'm the one like he- it's like i saw the president today he made me feel really important and reminded me that i'm the best and therefore i've always said this because i'm friends with the president and what i say goes because i'm friends with the president it's like the stupidest i fucking hate this guy i don't know like i don't this episode is really weird i'm <laughs> glad we don't have a politics section anymore because i don't know what i would have said during it about the politics i don't think this. there's anything here so anyway logan just goes as jubilee does a thousand flips into the sunset logan's like yeah yeah but is the world ready for her which by the way right it is in jubilee's canon to be an amazing gymnast so i'm glad that they finally mm-hmm. included that for the first time on this show yeah I mean, that I was fine with. I was fine with Jubilee doing a million backflips. It was really cute. Also, she said she was going to wash up and she just like left. Yeah, she like ran off into the woods. Yeah, she was like, <laughs> bye, bitches. I'm going to wash up in a mountain stream. I mean, she is taking after Logan here. I don't know. She's like, taking a dip in the lake, maybe. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, oh, I, okay. Wait, also, we didn't mention that Jubilee's hair also got lawn. Oh, yeah. It's like... She has a completely different hairstyle now. It's like long, yeah. and she's still wearing her glasses and stuff, but like... like her butch her butch haircut is gone, gone, and it actually makes me sad, because I love that punk look, but she looks totally different here. Everyone looks different. Everyone just just like i don't know skipped ahead towards the late 90s and their fashion changed in their hair and it all got like glossy yeah 
It's just weird. We're know. just going to have to get used to it, I guess, because for, I mean, is... for like four more episodes and then we're fucking done. I mean, let's look up what the next episode is because uh, we may as well. Right. So it's either Mr. Sinister or Cannonball or the oh, wait, there's a horseman one, too. Yeah, there's a bunch of dumb shit that we get to watch. <laughs> yeah, these last few episodes okay, just are like... Okay, the next one is The Fifth Horseman, so we're going to watch whatever that is. It's going to be an apocalypse episode, <laughs> These are like probably. the episodes I don't even remember, because I was like, the fuck is happening? I mean, I kind of... I remember when I was watching the show that I started to lose interest when I was a kid during the Archon segment, which yeah. which tracks. Although yeah, I'm yeah, glad yeah. that we watched that again and I could actually enjoy it as an adult. But like this is like I don't know. I this would watch the extended the universe. The end. Yeah, I mean we've only got five episodes left, which is crazy. We're so close to the end, dude. Man, we have to watch Wolverine Origins. <laughs> I know I I, listen let's see if we can actually make it all the way through because I've I've definitely we have my my eyes have glossed over so many times watching this and I stopped listening like that whole scene where fucking Silver Fox explains like why his name is Wolverine I've never finished listening to any of the times I've watched that movie including when we were in theaters because that's when I started to fall asleep yeah well to be fair we were watching it at midnight that first time we saw it it was like okay it was like 1.30 in the morning I didn't fucking care about Silver Fox being like your name's low wolverine because the blah, 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 blah. i was like oh shut up yeah i i have not seen wolverine origins since that time in the theater so that'll be interesting but anyway that's all i've seen it a couple times it's not okay anyway so we should we should rate the episode i don't know like two out of five it's not terrible but it's like not necessary either yeah but it's I mean, it's entertaining would, to watch i would give it a one except i think it does deserve a two because i feel like there's a version of it that's really funny like if you go into it with the right mindset and like it definitely i was gonna say like it might be a three out of a five if you're like super inebriated and or stoned or like and you're just laughing with, your ass off. I mean, I can't even say with the right group of people, but maybe you have some roommates you can watch it with nowadays or like do a watch party or an on, you know, whatever discord or something like that. So, yeah, I guess we'll give it a two out of five. That seems about right. I don't I don't actually think it's good enough to be a three. No, but it makes me wonder what more of this story universe would look like. I kind of want to see or have somebody write in a continuation of it. I, I don't know why. You know it's what? like not. I there's necessary. like a ton of fan fictions that do that exact thing like honestly i, I bet so. if we looked it up there would be a billion like jubilee's fairy tale theater fan fictions or there would be zero and i would be like well i guess i have to write these now because apparently that was something and I that did is at your one du- time. that is your duty in life i want to know what jubilee's final fantasy would be like as a game like what even could game? that even exist at yeah <laughs> uh well that would be a completely different thing oh well would it be based on this and not based on like Final Fantasy I, well, archetypes I, or I have to know it had to be a Final Fantasy archetype, but oh. with like this storyline, I think to a degree kind of <laughs> there'd be like, oh, man, I don't know if enough about Final Fantasy to complete this, but I guess it would be magic users instead of mutants for starters. And that would be like one yeah. key difference. Um, and then magic users would be oppressed in some way. So it'd be kind of like, Dragon maybe, Age. Maybe, I, I, you know, maybe it would like work more as a Legend of Zelda game, honestly. I mean, the setup for that is already there. Yeah. You know, oh, there's totally a version of this episode that's just straight up Legend of Zelda. And we already kind of did it. So that helps well it reminds me of the legend of zelda tv show where in which zelda was not actually useless and she was more of a hero than link was on that show that's kind of what it reminded me of yeah that show is really stupid and funny if anybody hasn't seen it and like but like wants if to. navi was like the main character <laughs> navi is not the main character on that show it's also really really short there's only a few episodes of the legend of zelda cartoon and link is like hilariously stupid on there's that like show. 20 episodes there are 13 episodes so we're both right okay it's like somewhere anyway, between it doesn't matter <laughs> so when are we doing the legend of zelda recap show uh 
for our Patreon supporters only. But let's talk about who's gay. The So like <laughs> Magneto and Logan's, I don't know Magneto's magic Magneto's cum and like Logan's like ready. It was like it I seriously mean, looks like an octopus. Like once it goes on him, it was like yet again the tentacles are encircling Logan. Uh, yeah, like, I know, why? but it was like it was also like Logan, and it was like white shit. It was white goo that Magneto was fleeing on him after being like it's pulsating, and then like this white goo comes out of I don't know. We don't even see where it comes from. So I guess Magneto's dick. Like yeah, I guess so. I guess he shoots it out of his dick, and then it. It becomes <laughs> like a, a living sh- being that encircles Logan, who begs for help from his mistress, who can't really do anything about it and just has to stand idly by while Gambit and Logan yeah, are Julie's tortured by Magneto, there. writing down her fan fiction along the way and reading it aloud <laughs> to a bunch of children. <laughs> Which, I mean, you're if just, that's not gay, honestly, I don't know what is. That's the queer experience right there, folks. Like, I, yeah, that's that's exactly how I came out of the closet too. A bunch of like magicum circulated around me outside of the the ground, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh oh, now I'm gay. And then also later, you were trapped in a cave with a bunch of other kids, and you were like, let me tell you a story about the time. What a bunch is it like of the cave being trapped in the cave, here? like the equivalent to being trapped in the closet? I don't know. These are these are the metaphors that X in the animated series brings to bear on its politically prescient show uh you know this episode is not deep i really can't even go there with it yeah, like i, I have it's repeatedly tried to but like there is nothing here at all like it's just really stupid and silly and you should definitely get high and watch it and like it's kind of gay in that one moment where magneto spews come all over logan but mostly <laughs> it's just really stupid and i mean there is that moment with Sabretooth where logan is like hey can we go back and get that guy because i want to date him there's that moment for like two seconds i mean there is i mean yeah logan is kind of the center of what all the gay men want to do to another man but like and logan's just like when the cum comes out of the ground logan just like bends over he's like uh oh and it's like like <laughs> to be fair if this is jubilee's is like, perception of yeah 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 i mean it is funny because it's it's jubilee's perception of logan that's funny in and of itself but it's also funny that yeah. logan is like a bear and yet he's also the sub which i feel like is a good it's good sub representation where like the big hairy is. man is like i actually want to fall on the ground and have somebody like dump a bucket of cum on me like you know what there's guys like that out there and they're represented (laughs) by logan on x on the animated series oh my god this is our show this show is certainly something if you want to write in about your favorite x-men fan fiction please email it to us at the mutantages at gmail.com and we'll read it on our reader mail segment yes we will we just did one so you know we'll do it ryan wrote his very own fan fiction about us so we'll read just about anything on that show apparently um (laughs) we also have every social media known to man pinterest tumblr (laughs) facebook twitter we're individually on twitter also in addition to the, all the mutant ages social medias i'm at midi myers on twitter and i'm instagram. at ryan pagella on twitter oh sorry i just interrupted i it's didn't okay. even keep saying twitter and instagram again it's fine <laughs> just say what you're gonna say uh you can find me at magic come on twitter no that's cool. not where you can find me it's it's ryan pagella on twitter and ryan.pagella on instagram 
and uh we have other ways you can contact us even if you don't want to write into us uh or email you can also send us physical mail at our p.o box which is p.o box 3344 and we will do an unboxing sometime in the near future um i have to go check the mailbox it's been a little while yeah uh, and also you can call in and leave us voicemails for our video mail segments if you want to talk to us and that's 508 well sorry 1508-319-1668 that's right and you know what else and we have a do? discord yeah you can join our discord which you can find the invite link to that at mutantages.com and that sidebar on the right side you've got links to everything we just said and then also the discord server invite link so you can come check it out talk to other x-men fans and while you're just clicking on links and looking at stuff you should check out our youtube channel because we got a bunch of cool stuff over there and if this podcast isn't enough for you even now that it's weekly the youtube channel has even more maddie and ryan goofing off and playing x-men games we've got let's plays on there of a bunch of x-men video games we've got skits us pretending to be the x-men we've got old videos of us pretending to be x-men like characters when we were teenagers and we watched them as adults make fun of them and we've even got clips of the animated series set to clips from this show and it's just cool it's a cool youtube channel cool stuff over there um, yeah, we've actually just started playing one of the Game Gear games yeah. remotely. We're doing like a weird like online version of this. So our faces aren't there, but our voices are as we're trying to play through this terrible Game Gear game yes. until the COVID-19 lightens up a little bit and we can just get together in person. So fingers crossed that's sooner than later. Uh, but until then, we're going to be playing this shitty game. So. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you can always play a video game remotely, so that's fine. And we also have a Patreon Speaking of times being strange, more people have been stepping up to the plate and supporting the Patreon. Obviously, yes, that's thank why you we're so much for that, now, everyone. And we appreciate all of our backers so much. And we try to give them a little reward by doing backer-only episodes and behind-the-scenes stuff at the various tiers. And so just know that that's the kind of thing you can get if, if you're able to afford backing us. And um, we also have a special reward at the highest backer tier, which is that we'll give you a shout-out on the show. And our top tier Patreon supporters are Soren B, Samuel B, and Ian C. Thank you so much for being our top tier supporters. We really Yay! appreciate it. That helps us out more than you can believe. But also thank you to everybody who is supporting our show because every little bit helps. Yeah, it seriously does. And honestly, like given these trying times, whenever we see that people are donating to the Patreon, it gives us inspiration to create more and also find more things x-men related create and it helps us out financially so thank you so so much right now because we're a completely fan supported show yeah we are but also if you can't afford to donate don't worry your head about it there's other stuff that you can do such as leaving us a review on itunes or facebook and telling your friends about the show just share the show and be like hey i like this funny horny x-men podcast or you can be like hey yeah. i think this show is terrible and you should laugh at it that's also fine you know whatever floats your boat whatever you're into if you share the show it, it helps us out and we really appreciate it and uh yeah i think that's it did i forget any p important plugs no that's it we nailed them all great uh, but we can't say that next week we are watching the fifth horseman yes we are we're watching whatever the fuck that is whatever the fuck that even means uh, it's probably Who gonna even be knows? an apocalypse episode we're probably gonna make fun of it the whole time you're all gonna probably. love it it's gonna be great until then We'll see you next time. We'll get the magic bucket of cum, Magneto's cum ready for ready when he comes for to Logan's visit. butthole.
Oh my god, do you think Kibble threw a bucket of Magneto's cum on Logan? We talk about buckets of cum a lot on this show. Have you noticed we that? We do. It's mostly me. I feel like I'm usually the person I, I who don't, I, it. Listen, I don't know, because in Warcraft Valley, there was an instance in which uh, Cyclops, like, came buckets of cum. Like, they had to get a bucket to catch it all. Okay, you know what? That fan fiction is like, crazy in itself. Anyway, why I, we have said cum, like, at least 35 times well, on today's bye. show. And I think that's enough time. So, see you next time. Logan, call me. The Mutant.